spirit of in our in our hearts and in our minds and our spirit that we can come and connect with God. And we can bring it to the Lord. You know, we used to say back in the day, bring take your all your, your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Take your burdens, your trials to the altar of God and leave them there. Don't pick them up and take them back home. The altar is a safe place. The altar is a place to where it's just God and myself. Just, just me and you, God. I have a situation. I have a need. God, I'm bringing it to you. Amen. Maybe before this message is over, before we dismiss today, maybe we will come to the altar with our needs, with our specific special needs before God, our maker, and asking God to have mercy upon us. And so we thank the Lord today. You know, God is so nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody do me like the Lord. Amen. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He leads us and he guides us and he, he, he lets us know that everything is going to be all right because it's all right in him. It's all right in the Lord. That don't mean we don't have problems and we're not having situations, but, but God is with us. And that is confident to me. I'm never alone. I'm never alone. He, he, he walks with me and he talks with me. And he tells me that I'm his own. Oh, thank you, Lord. So we praise God on today. God bless all the saints today that are here in the house of the Lord and by these different social media platforms. We thank God today. That song, I'm still trying to get myself back together. Oh, come to the altar. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Praise God. Sister Patricia got up and read Isaiah 53. Wow. He was wounded for our transgressions, for our sins. He was bruised for our iniquities. Uh, that, those, those, those things that's down on the inside that's ingrained in sin within us that he wants to purge out. And, and uh, the chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we're healed today. Saints, we're healed today. If we're not healed, we can't be healed by the blood of Jesus. People are hurting today. 
me the world is in chaos. Our nation is in chaos. Our communities and sometimes our homes are in chaos. But God said, I'll never leave you. He said, I got a plan for you. And we're going to look at this today because I want to talk about the great invitation. The great invitation. Have you ever been invited somewhere that you didn't want to go? <laughs> the invitation came and you're like, oh, man, you know. See, but but God's invitation, you know. An old song you say, don't you want to go with me to my father's house? There's joy over there in my father's house. There's peace over there. But I tell you, there's been times where I've been invited to some things. I'm like, oh, no, I know it's going to be crazy. Now, they might have some good food, but I don't know. You know, but, but, but God's invitation is a holy invitation. You know, sometimes we reject invitations. We make excuses. You know what? And people do that with God, too. Well, you know, I think I'm going to be busy. Well, I didn't tell you what day it was. You know, <laughs> you, you, you already busy. I haven't even told you. You know, that's saying that, you know what, I don't really want to be bothered with you. But I thank God, you know, see, and, and, and we as people, we don't do rejection too good. I invited you once. I invited you twice. <laughs> you didn't show up either. I'm not inviting you no more. But you know what, our God is not like that. How many times have we rejected the Lord, you know, turn a deaf ear to what God is saying, and, and yet he's still not going to? in a loving, gracious, uh, a humble way, say, come to me. All you who are laboring and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. You know, I, I thank God I got to a point one day, I stopped, I stopped turning down the invitation. I say, okay, seem like the Lord has been calling me. And I made up my mind to follow Jesus. And so an invitation, according to Webster, is often a formal request to be present or participate. You know, God has this great invitation that we're going to look at in Isaiah 55. Sister P Patricia set the stage with Isaiah 53. You know, Isaiah 55 is called, it's one of the servant songs, it's called. Uh, these songs from the prophet Isaiah from 700 years before Jesus was born spoke expressly about Jesus Christ's coming. And dying for the sins of the world and carrying the weight of sin on his shoulders and giving the folks a glimpse that, that the Messiah is coming. There's one that's coming that's going to make these wrongs right. He's going to turn this thing around. He's going to give you peace and you're going to be able to spend eternity with him. And this is way back when people, uh, a, a nation as a whole was, was, was hard-headed and stiff-necked and rebellious, but yet they were God's people and he loved them. He wanted them to get it. You know, God loves, for what, St. John 3, 16, for God, what, so loved the world? Wow. That he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believe in him, they don't have to perish. They don't have to die. They don't have to go to hell. But they can have eternal life. If anybody in here have eternal life today, can you just give the Lord a hand, praise? If you know that you have eternal life, isn't that a blessing to know that you have eternal life? Man, thank you, Jesus. And so let's look at it. i got a few passages here we're going to look at. But I'm telling you, uh, 
the more I study this out, the more I begin to just experience the love of God and just to see the love of God, his concern for his creation. You know, we are God's creation. We are his handiwork. We, we, are a, we are special as human beings in God's sight. When God created the heavens and the earth, oh, that was great. He spoke the word and light came. Uh, he, 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 he brought forth the animals and all this. But on the sixth day of creation, he created man. And he said, it is very good. Created us in his image and likeness. He gave us intellect emotion and will. Intellect, we can think, we can reason things out. We're not beings that this, this, this operates off of instinct. Where the animals operate off of instinct. They know the earthquake is coming before Caltech do. But we have to look at the news to pick out, okay, something's coming our way. But we have emotions. Anybody ever cried? Have anybody ever cried tears of sadness? tears of joy? Has anybody ever been angry? Have anybody ever been happy? We are emotional beings. We're created in God's image. You know, God loves us. It grieves the heart of God when we are hurting, when we are in a bad way. God wants the best for us. Intellect, emotion, and will. We can choose to do what's right. We can choose to do what's wrong. We have volition. And I thank God that he will give us what to do. And where we as people struggle sometimes, we don't quite want to do what God say do sometimes. We'd be like old blue eyes and start saying, I did it my way. You know, and I'm telling you, my way ain't never worked. It ain't never worked, period. I ain't going to say too good. My way got me in so much trouble, praise God. But when I learned to try and do it God's way, wow, things get so much better, you know. Lord, I don't know how to be a husband. God is saying, be quiet, man. I'll show you. I'll show you what love is. I'll show you what communication is. Because, Lord, I sure don't know. He said, I'll teach you. That's the God we serve. Whatever, Whoever we are, whatever we're going through, God has a plan for us. So let's look at some word here. In Isaiah 55, uh, 1 through 3, I'm, a, I'm a just going to hit 1 through 3, 6 and 7 and verse 11. Uh, in this context and share a couple of other scriptures. Uh, I, I decided to, to read the first three verses in the New Living Translation because it seemed like it, it brings in a little bit more clarity in some instances, and I said, wow. So it poses a question, is anyone thirsty? See, have anybody ever really been naturally thirsty? I know in my young days, riding with my brother and his girlfriend, we messed around and got broke in Las Vegas. And some old guy saw my brother thought he was bringing him good luck, and he started giving him money. I'm sitting there. We got to get out of here. I saw he had enough money. I said, man, let's get out of here. We got on the road, had no water, <laughs> had, had, had nothing, and it was 100-some degrees, and all he had in the car was some Southern Comfort. This is bad. Now, mind you, this was before Jesus. This was before the cross. I was so thirsty. I was thirsty naturally, sir. But you know what? I didn't know at the time I was really thirsty spiritually, sir. I was empty inside. I, 
you know, I, I, I got to a place I was tired of myself. Now, you can get tired of people, but when you get tired of yourself, you tired. Who are you going to turn to, the mirror? Hey, you. <laughs> you, know, I, you can't help me. You got me in this trouble. You know, but, but, but God, and, and I love it, Pastor Price said, God doesn't force himself on you. You know, he don't, he don't strong off and say, I'm going to make you do right. I'm going to make you love me. Which one of the, was it one of the Motown folks used to sing the song? I'm going to make you love me. What? That sounds good. You can't make nobody love you. You know, you cannot. But you can be lovable. You know, you, 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 know, you, can, you can do what you need to do and operate in love. But anyway, he says, anyone thirst, come and drink. This is a great invitation. Because I, I'm convinced today that there are people that are thirsty and that they are hungry, and most times they don't know what they're thirsty and hungry for, but it's there and they can't shake it, and they need a way out. God already knows that. He knew that from the beginning that man was going to fall. If anyone is thirsty, come and drink, even if you have no money. Wow. Now, see, that's a you Listen, you cannot pay for the peace that God has. You cannot pay for the blessings of God. I don't care how much money you have. It, it, it means nothing when it comes to your peace of mind, your health, your well-being. Money cannot buy it. But the Lord here says, even if you have no money, come. See, take your choice of wine or milk. It is all free. Remember when, when God told Moses uh, he's going to lead them and the people into a land that flows with milk and honey, meaning that it's going, everything is going to be there that you need. It's there for you. God said, I'm preparing it for you. All you got to do is obey. See, there y'all go with the four-letter words again, obey. You know, folks don't want to obey God. You know, we have to work on our kids to obey. I was throwing out at my daughter over there in the booth, you know. They grow up, and they have to learn to obey. You know, the Bible says, spare the rod, and you spoil the child. And the folks these days said, don't you be whooping them kids, you go to jail. Well, okay, that's another story for another day. Let me get back here. If you have no money, come take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Listen to this. This, this really blessed me. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why do we spend our time trying to find happiness, trying to find joy, trying to find peace outside of the will of God? Spend all our time. Look, you know, Solomon, he looked, he said, I'm going to go on a search for happiness. I'm going I'm to have this. I'm going to have that. I'm going to have everything. And, and at the end of the day, he said, you know what? I still have nothing. It's all vanity and vexation of spirit. But he found that his that the true happiness, the true peace and joy is in the Lord, our creator. If you got something broke, take it to one who made it. You know, don't take that Toyota over to the Volkswagen dealer. Take it to the one who made it. And who made us? The Lord made us. And we can go to him. That's why this great invitation is all God is saying, 
He's doing this. Come here. Come on. Come on, son. Come. And you never get too old. And you never get too bad. And you've never done so much to where you're no good. God is saying, I got you. God, he will turn our lives all completely around. And he's crying out. I, I almost mention it almost every time that I'm sharing now. I'm so impressed and excited about my nephew that's doing life plus 10. God has changed his life in the prison. In the prison. He's praying for his family. He's ministering to his family outside. He's ministering to young men he see coming up. That's, that's got a face life and all. And he's ministering to them. And God is downloading. I say, wow. God, he, he heard the invitation. When he was in Pelican Bay and he was a kingpin on the yard. And had to learn how to live in solitary for day after day, week after week, month after month, daylight for one hour a day. He learned how to do that naturally, he said. But, but now, he said, Uncle, I'm free now. I've accepted Jesus as my Savior. If I never get out of here, I'm okay. Even though he's looking for some things to happen where he may get a second chance. He heard the invitation. Here in verse 2, why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? See, this ain't talking about natural stuff. Now, this is talking about spiritual food. Because there's a whole lot of natural food that, get, that does us no good. That double cheeseburger with bacon and onion rings on it. <laughs> Sounds real good, right? Some fries on the side, maybe some chili on them. It might, it might taste good to you, but it ain't good for you. Why spend for stuff that's doing you no good? He said, spend your money on something that's going to help you in the natural, some kale and some spinach. See, forget the blue cheese, get some vinaigrette, you know, all, you know but in the spiritual realm. Alcohol not going to do it. Anger and frustration and lash out not going to do it. For it's going it's to take the love of God to transform us. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does, not, that does you no good? He, listen to what the Lord said. He said, listen to me. Oh, God, thank you, God. We need to learn how to listen to God. How, do you, how are you going to hear from this transcendent God who, who you can't see, you can't touch, who you can't feel. He speaks to us through his word. He speaks to us by his spirit. He speaks to us in our circumstances, in the things and the things that we have lived through to this point. He speaks to us. He lets us hear something that will change our lives. He says, listen to me and you will eat what is good. Listen to the word of God and you will eat what's good. He said, you will enjoy the finest food. The finest food. Now, you know. Now, I can say, well, baby, we're going to go out to dinner this afternoon, take you to a highfalutin place. We're going to Applebee's. <laughs> you know? Oh, you know, who knows? But, but see, there's no, there's no better place to eat than at the feet of the cross, at the foot of Jesus, at the table of Christ. The table is spread. The feast of the Lord is going on. 
He said, come to me with your ears wide open. Brother Chucky, that, that, that hit me right there. Come, the Lord is saying, come to me with your ears wide open. That tells me when we come into the house of the Lord, we need to have our ears open to hear what the Lord is saying. When we fall on our knees to say our prayers at night or in the morning, whenever we need to have our ears open to hear what the Lord is going to say to us. Come to me with your, with your ears wide open. Listen, and you will find life. Wow, who don't want life and life more abundantly? We want to, don't we want to live a prosperous life? Don't we want to live a peaceful life and a joyful life? And, and you know, this world we live in, it's not always like that. But Jesus said, come on, listen to me. I'm going to walk you through this. Amen. I, I'm going to geese and I'm going to give you joy in the midst of the storm. What manner of man is this that speak to the wind and the waves and they obey? That's the God we serve. Listen, he said, I will give you, uh, he said, I will make an everlasting covenant with you. God has said, I'll make an everlasting agreement with you. You, you. you accept this invitation, and it will be forever. I'll always be, you won't have to be trying to find me. I'll be just a prayer way. He says, he say, he says I will give you all the unfailing. I promise to David all the unfailing love. i got a typo. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. He made, God made promises to David. And that promise was filled through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Whenever God says something, we can take it to the bank. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8 and 9. <clears throat> Peter says, but beloved, do not forget this one thing. See, sometimes we're not careful. We start getting up in age, we think time is running out for us. Sometimes we're young and we haven't gotten married or haven't had kids or haven't accomplished this or whatever, and we feel like time is running out on us. But you know what? God is not. He don't have time constraints. He has a plan for us. He said, but beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. And, and see, and when God says something, you can take it to the bank. It says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us. That means he puts up with us, even when we're not paying him any attention. He, 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 he yet loves us, and he's saying, I got an invitation for you. When you get tired, when you get through striving, I got something for you. Because I'm telling you, this life can bring some hard stuff. He said, but look what he said uh, concerning this invitation. Not willing that any should perish. Not willing that any should die and go to hell. Not willing that any should go through life just trudging this thing and thinking this is just good as it gets. God has something for us. He, say, he said, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's, that's an invitation. Repent, yes, 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 yes. We are born in sin. We need to repent of that. And, and, and see, you know, I, I think it came up in the men's fellowship on yesterday. Before Christ, I didn't have the consciousness of sin. I knew there's some stuff I was doing wrong. I knew that this ain't right, you know. But when you come to Christ and you 
have a, a, a God consciousness about you, now you understand it's sin. And, and so that's where repentance comes in. And so even before you come to know Christ, you start getting this inkling that, you know what? Mm, I've been wrong. You know, I, I, I am a sinner. You know, uh, how, who's going to deliver me from this debacle that I'm going through? And Jesus said, here's the invitation. If you're thirsty, come on. If you're hungry, come on. I'm going to fix it up for you. I'm going to forgive you of your sins. I'm going to write your name down in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you, Lord. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, and I might add, and have eternal life. Thank you, Lord. He gives us just what we need. Listen to verse 6, jumping down to verse 6. He says, seek the Lord. How would you define seeking the Lord? Have you ever lost a check or a $100 bill in the house and you can't, you, you, baby, have you seen, no, you, you still, as the baby, you, you, did you see a little green piece of something, you know, and, and, and so you start taking the pillows off the couch, looking under the bed, and you know you ain't even been in the bedroom, but you, you're looking under the bed, you, you're seeking this thing that just lost. We need to get in that mode where we begin to seek the face of God. He says, seek the Lord while he may be found. He's not going anywhere, but tomorrow is not promised to any of us. We don't know if we're going to be here tomorrow or not. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Listen, seek the Lord while he's knocking on your door. See, while he's, you feeling this little conviction that you've never felt before, hey, seek the Lord because he's getting your attention. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call, listen, call upon him while he is near. Don't you know that God is near? He's near and he's near to hear. Let, listen to this. Let the, let the wicked forsake his way. How can the wicked do that unless the wicked recognize that he's wicked? We come to a point and say, you know what, I've been wrong. You know, I, I have hurt folks. I have sinned against you, God. You know, so when we come to that point and, and we, we, we're there, he said, let the wicked forsake his way. Acknowledge it and accept the invitation and he will take us through that thing. He said, and the unrighteous, and let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Because I tell you, our thoughts, you know, see, we know sin when we see it outwardly. Somebody take a gun and shoot somebody, bam. You know that's wrong. You know that's sin. But sometimes our thoughts is just as deadly. And nobody that's looking may not even know what's in the mind of a man, but God knows. God sees it, He hears it. And he wants us to overcome that. He says, and the unrighteous man is thoughts. Let him return to the Lord. And listen, when you return to the Lord, it says in verse 7, and he will have mercy on him. This is all part of that great invitation. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Woo, I'll tell you that one time I was in that Santa Barbara County Jail. I was in the Air Force, young and dumb. Before the judge, waiting to get this thing to get over to be court-martialed on the Air Force Base. And the judge says, six months in Santa Barbara County Jail, my knees got weak. And I fell on this bench.
he said, get up. I'm like, oh, man. And he had mercy on me. He gave me probation. I didn't know the Lord. But I was excited about that, even though I was wrong. When God abundantly pardons, he drops the charges. He drops the charges. He said, I will throw your sins in the sea of forgetfulness, and I will remember them no more. We as people of God and those who are seeking God, we have to learn and to understand that when God forgives us, we are forgiven for eternity, and we have to learn how to forgive ourselves because sometimes we as people, we won't forgive ourselves. We'll still be whooping ourselves upside the head for things that we've done, and God has said, I don't know what you're talking about. I've forgiven you from that. He said, come on and eat this food. Drink this drink that's good for you. Come on up a little bit higher. He said, he said, for he will abundantly pardon. And you know, one of our theme scriptures here at, at, at three P's is Jeremiah 29 and 11. Let's look at 29, 11 through 13. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. All of this is part of that great invitation. See, it's good to know that somebody's thinking about you. Have you ever felt like ain't nobody thinking about you? You know, in, in, in Oklahoma language, it was, ain't nobody studying you. I never did figure out how to spell that. But that's what they say. Because in California, we, we learn to say, I ain't thinking about you. Oklahoma is, I ain't studying you. Okay. <laughs> but, but God. That's down south, mother. But the Lord said, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Listen to this. Thoughts of peace mm. and not of evil. God is not some kind of cosmic killjoy that want to keep you from having fun. He wants to free you up to where you can be all that he's called you to be. He says, uh, uh, says the Lord, the thoughts of peace and not evil. Listen to this. This is part of the great invitation to give you a future and a hope. Do you know that you can live without water and food for a while? But it's hard to live without hope. When a man or a woman lose hope, they're, they're, it's like a walking dead man. Oh, but we have hope in Christ Jesus. He, he, he goes on to say, listen, in, in the verse 12, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me. Listen to this, saints. This is, uh, this again, this is part of that invitation. And this is not just for the sinner man who need to be saved. This is for we who love the Lord. The invitation is still out because sometimes we can get bogged down in the minutia of life. And we're looking for ways out. And that way is right in front of us. But we're looking in, other, in the wrong places. We need to continue to call upon the name of the Lord. He said in verse 10, then you will call upon me. And go and pray to me. That tells me that man should always pray and not faint. He said, and pray to me. And listen to what God said. I will listen to you. Husband, I will listen to you. Wife, I will listen to you. Pastor, I will listen to you. Who, baby, baby, look, I will listen to you. He said, I will listen to you. And, and he said, and, and, you will, and, and you will seek me and find me. You know, sometimes you might not ever find that $100 bill you lost. But you're going to find the Lord if you seek it him. Yeah. You said, Lord, 
here I am, and I don't know what to do. God said, no problem, I got this. Just be still and see the salvation of the Lord. Be still and know that I am God. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Verse 11, jump down to that. Listen, because God's word is true. He says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. God is saying, if I said it, I'll do it. If I spoke it, I'll bring it to pass. I'll make it happen. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing which I sent it. Saints, when you pray, believe God. When God gives you a vision, hold on to it. Understand and know that God's word will never, never return void. If God speaks to your heart and says it's going to be okay, and it don't look okay, but God said it, believe it. I don't care who around you don't believe it. You said, God spoke to me and told me it's going to be all right. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. Thank you, Lord. It works. <laughs> Prayer works, see. You know, faith works. Trust in God works. It don't work for folks who don't believe it all, but when you believe from the bottom of your heart that God is hearing you and he's working on your behalf, believe it and hold on to it. God, God going, well, he'll work it out. He told Moses, listen, the enemy you see today, you'll see no more forever. I imagine Moses saying, well, shoes, all right, I'm good now. <laughs> shoot. You know, this struggle is over. This struggle is over. Praise God. I think I'm still hooked up here. All right, last scripture, Hebrews 4, 12 and 13. I think that's the last one. No, I think. For the word of God is living and powerful. The word of God. Bible, whether it's electronic or analog, the Bible, God's written word, for the word of God is living and powerful. Anybody that's been reading the Bible for a long time, you know that it's living and powerful, because you'll read something today that you've read for years, and you'll get a revelation from you and say, wow, I never saw that before, because God is speaking to us. Oh, thank you, Lord. This, ain't, this is not a nursery rhyme book. This is not Mary had a little lamb, humpty dumpty, sitting on the wall. No, this is the living word of God. So Hebrews 4 and 12 speaks to that. <clears throat> For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. God's word can break down the difference between soul and spirit. And of joints and marrow in the bone. Cat scans and all that have nothing on God. And listen to this. So that's the natural illustration. And listen to what he said. And his word, God's word, is a discerner of the thoughts. Now get this real close. I'm about done. His word is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. My God. We don't know people's thoughts. We don't know the intent of their hearts, but God does. So the word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, and there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him 
whom we must give an account. Saints, believe this. We're going to have to give an account to God for everything we've said and done in this life. He's a just God. He's a righteous God. And none of our wrongdoings will hold a candle to the judgment. But when we receive Jesus Christ, we're washed in the blood of Christ. We can stand before God holy and without blemish because of his son, Jesus Christ, who died for you and for I. My last verse, Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Jesus said here again, Jesus is, is illuminating uh, what Isaiah had penned 700 years before. He says, come to me. Jesus said, I'm the fulfillment of that. You Now you're looking at the great invitation. He says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. All of you who are tired, you're wore out, you're frustrated, bewildered, disillusioned. He said, come unto me, all you who are laboring, and you're heavy laden with sin. You're heavy laden with the things and the cares of this world. He said, come to me. And when he says that, he's in this great invitation. He said, I will give you rest. Thank you, God. He said, I will give you rest. He said, take my yoke up on you and learn from me. We need to learn from the Lord. Yes, we learn from each other, but we all should be learning from the Lord that we can impart the truths of the word of the Lord to one another. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. You hear that? God said, I am gentle. Again, he don't strong arm anybody. He's not going to drag nobody into heaven kicking and screaming. God, will you let me go? I don't want to go to that heaven. He's not going to say... No, you're coming anyway. No, you no, 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 no. Mm, he's not like that. He loves us into the kingdom. He woos us into the kingdom of God. And through our life challenges, we recognize that it's got to be something greater. There has to be someone greater that can deliver me from this trial of life that I'm in. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest, not for your body so much, and you will, but you will find rest for your soul, for the innermost being, your innermost being, you'll find rest right there. Where now when you go to sleep at night, you'll be able to go night-night and sleep all night and not worry about all this other stuff because you've given it to the Lord. He said, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's a great invitation. That song said, come to the altar. Saints, uh, very seldom do we do this, but it's in my heart. If anybody in the house, why don't we just kind of do what God is saying to do and do what the song is saying? If you're in this room, if you're at your home, if you have a need, bring it to the altar. If you won't just stand up, right, come stand up right here. Uh, I'm, I'm standing up here too. If you have something you've been praying about and seeking God for, come to the altar. We're just going to lift our hands collectively to the Lord. We're going to pray. That sickness, that pain, that anger, that frustration, that financial problem, that marriage problem, the children problem, 
not going to voice it all up here, but we're going to come to the presence of the Lord, believing God that he's going to hear us and he's going to answer us. He's going to move on our behalf. Whoever you are, everybody I believe have a need. Whether you're saved or not, whether you feel with the Holy Spirit or not, you have a need, and we have a God who has given us an invitation to come to him. Yes, yes, we need you, Lord. Let's just get our hearts and our minds on Jesus just for a few moments. Not for me, not for your neighbor, but between you and God. Let's take these few minutes and ask the Lord to help us, to bless us, to heal us, to deliver us, to make us whole today. In the name of Jesus, oh my Savior.
know, but God, you know. You hear our cries, Lord. Our innermost beings, Lord. God, I pray for your people today. Pray for Three Peas Ministries, Lord. Pray for our children and my grandchildren, Lord. Oh, God, and pray for the health of my, myself and my wife, Lord. We lift it up before you, God, in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, I pray for every family that's represented in this place on today. Father, knowing that you've already heard the cry, you've heard the plea, you saw, Lord, you see each one of us is standing here before you, Lord. Thank you for the great invitation to come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior of our lives. Thank you for the invitation inviting us to remember who you are and what you've already done in our lives and what you promised you're going to do, Lord. God, the brokenness, won't you step in? Won't you put broken things back together today in the name of Jesus? Oh, God, we love you. And we praise you, Lord Jesus. And we bless your name. Father, while we're standing here, we give you praise. While we're standing here, we give you glory. While we're standing here, we give you honor, God. We're not going to wait till the bell is over. We're going to shout now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for deliverance, Lord. Thank you for making ways out of nowhere. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We magnify you. Pour your spirit upon us, Lord, afresh in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we bless your name. And so, Father, as we're standing to leave this place but not your presence, God, won't you go before us, God, in the name of Jesus. Give us safe travel to our homes, Lord. And let us leave a different way, Lord, with love in our hearts and our minds, Lord. If we can help somebody that's lost, we can share the invitation with somebody today that their lives will be changed, Lord. We don't come here out of form or fashion. We're not coming out here as religious duty, but, God, we're coming together as saints in the army of the Lord, trusting you and depending on you and giving you glory, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Have your way today, Lord. Bless us, Lord. Bless the offering box on the wall, Lord. Bless Sister Janet today, Lord. Thank you for sparing her life. T-bone, broadsided, had to be taken out, cut out of the seatbelt and drug out the other side, but no 